we are live uh welcome back everyone it is july 11th um we are back with the live ama so this week we uh we're missing mitch obviously he uh he's been out he was out last week and then uh this week oh, i think there might be an echo on discord um mitch has been gone for for two weeks i think he'll be back next week though so uh, in the meantime, we've got today's uh, interactive AMA. So um, later in the show, some of you guys will jump on and, and ask questions. Um, but today we got a, uh, a special guest with some special announcements. Um, and uh, Eric, you wanna you wanna give us a little little intro and and what what magic you've been cooking up cooking behind the scenes? Yes. Um, <clears throat> hey everyone. So. We have here David. David uh, works as a consultant with Onyx Coin. Onyx Coin is a blockchain, and uh, they have developed a game called Army of Crypto. Our, uh, both Army on, of of Crypto and Onyx are the latest uh, partners, official partners of Leo Finance. We actually just closed that today, and we would we didn't want to wait uh, until the next AMA to let you guys know. Uh, for those who have been watching the blockchain, you will see there's a new community in, in, in town uh, for Army of Crypto. So if you want to learn a little bit about it later, uh, you can go poke around. In the meantime, uh, David, welcome. Thanks for being here. Can you tell uh, the Lions, Leo Finance, what the hell is Onyx and what the hell is Army of Crypto? <laughs> And for those, well, while, while David uh, deals with the mute, uh, we are going to take a few questions for Onyx and Army of Crypto later when, when he finishes the uh, deep dive into what the projects are. So if you want to leave any questions on the Threadcast, we are going to give that a big vote. And um, yeah, just poke around and try to find good good questions. And also, after this uh, section of the AMA, we are going to go through the normal Leo Finance, uh, how do you call it, ra ra rapid fire from Carl. So if you have any questions about the Leoverse, uh, shoot. All right, everybody, thanks for having me on. Uh, Eric, all, thank you so much for having me here today. Just a, a quick, easy rundown for simplicity. Onyx. Uh, itself is a, an ORC20. It's a, it's a similar blockchain to Ethereum. Um, the only thing, the only major difference is that we focus 100% on indie game development. So what we love is creating entire ecospheres. We love creating the opportunity for smaller games to hop on and be able to uh, not only get a, a leg up because indie games are oftentimes greatly overlooked. And if you remember indie games over the last 10, 15 years, some of the most simplest games tend to have the highest replay value because it's all about strategy. And that leads us into Army of Crypto. We are an eight-sided card battling game that is basically an advanced uh, new age NFT driven chess match. So Army of Crypto provides a lot of easy access into um, high guild style battling systems. It allows you to basically outwit your opponent. And, you know, we're not, uh, we're not a traditional 
game in the sense that here we are, buy some NFTs, and now you mag magically win. Paying to win, it's not how you do it. You have to use real strategy. And uh, you know, it's really going to behoove you to take a gander at Army of Crypto and Onyx Coin as our partnerships begin to develop. Um, for those of you that are not aware, uh, we have several exchanges that we're actually on. We have a lot of different um, projects in the works, and we are a multi-project uh, team. So a lot of us work in different areas. So we're bringing together as many platforms as possible. Um, thanks, Eric, for introducing us to Leo Finance. This will be a, a fun one to join and, and watch grow. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited. And I I understand that you went into alpha, uh, what was it, like a month ago or something like that? Actually, July 4th, we dropped our first whitelist. Uh, anybody who had actually bought a pack um, of cards was able to play alpha stage right now. Uh, I've been playing it for a week and a half. And we actually are getting matches, collecting data. And if you find a bug, you basically get paid to find these bugs. Oh, so, yeah, there's a 30,000 uh, bounty pool, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we have the bounty system. So not only is it is it good to be early because you're getting these packs that are pretty, I think we're having a 50% off um, starting phase. So people can join and we're collecting the data, uh, collecting the bugs, and each release we're, we're actually fixing small issues as they arise. Once we hit beta phase, it'll be just about done. It'll be mostly data collecting. We're expecting anywhere from uh, 60 to 120 days for that to really happen, but we're looking at about a 90-day window before we drop full release, or at least as close to full release as we can be um, every Every project, when you talk web one, web two, and web three all together at the same time are going to have issues. So our team is basically, we play every day and we interact every day for those bounties to see what we can update. Um, our devs are, are a small team, but uh, I think we sleep, breathe, and eat uh, playing Onyx and playing uh, AOC at this time. So. <laughs> And I, I, I understand, um, maybe I'm not, I'm not correct, but correct me if I'm wrong. I understand that, uh, so Onyx is the blockchain, Army of Crypto is the flagship game right now, but uh, you won't develop all of the games. You are actually open to welcome new games into the Onyx blockchain, right? 100%. We, this is the first game that's being developed. We're developing it. All the games after this, I mean, I'm going to make my own game in the future. Uh, you know, basically, we're inviting people. We're actually offering a scholarship program for new small indie games. If they want to develop an Onyx blockchain, we've got 10 slots available. And I think AOC gets the first one, obviously. But we're actually giving away Onyx to help them get started on the project. Um, so, yeah, indie game developers... If you know how to port, you know how to run libraries, you know how to get it on uh, into um, a blockchain tech for on-off ramps. Um, I don't want to go too tech here, but basically come see us because you have an opportunity to get on a very early roller coaster ride. So yeah, absolutely. Good point. Yeah, and well, maybe some some people listening right now would say, oh, so anyone can do a game on Onyx blockchain. 
they can also do it on Hive or whatever. So the the main point, and this is why we wanted to do an AMA, the main point of these partnerships that Leo Finance is spearheading is to open the door to, to other projects with a lot of potential uh, blockchains like Onyx. Uh, they have a lot of room to grow. And uh, just, just, just the fact that, that one, one DAP is not developed on Hive doesn't mean that Leo Finance cannot partner with, because in the end, if one blockchain grows, the other one grows. And yes, we are, uh, Leo Finance is 100% committed to growing Hive, but at the same time, growing together with blockchains and projects that are uh, that share the vision and share, share the same goals towards the community and, and the values of what real blockchain and real transparency and real decentralization is, it's all for the, for the best interest of both. So uh, that's basically one of the main uh, ideas that we want to develop with all of these partnerships for those who are listening. Uh, 20 days ago, we also um, announced another partnership uh, and we are slowly going to expand the partnership um, horizon of Leo Finance and Hive at the same time so that we can also help Hive grow even if that means partnering with projects outside of, of the Hive ecosystem. In the end, if the project is good, is if the blockchain is good, it's in our best interest for both to grow. So uh, I think this partnership is going to be amazing. I, I think uh, and both Onyx and Army of Crypto have a lot of potential. So thank you for, for, for coming here. I don't know if there's a little bit more that you want to go in depth about Army of Crypto so that people uh, get hooked on the game because right now they just know like the concept or the theory, but maybe you want to uh, get them hooked. So they go and visit the community page on Leo Finance about uh, this new game. Yeah, so when I, when I explain Army of Crypto and I say it's a chess match on steroids, that's really what it is. But I want you to understand that we're creating an ecosystem where each game that comes onto the Onyx blockchain can make their own token that's used in-game they can make their own NFTs that's used in game. They can make their, as long as they have a splash page, a server, a landing spot, and they have a game design where people can on and off ramp to play against each other the way that we have designed it. It's not just that we created AOC. We want to be able to create an easy way for indie game developers to have an on off ramp for their product to have the popularity it deserves. So AOC itself, if you remember, and, and some of you will remember this, do you remember Final Fantasy VIII? I'm throwing it way back. All right, we got yeah, a head yeah, do. right? Final Fantasy VIII had a card game in it. People played that card game more than the original game itself. If you've ever played Witcher 3, for example, look at that card game. They developed an entire game by itself that actually made more money last year than the Witcher 3 uh, game resells. So these card games are fun because they're not overly intensive graphics and it's about strategy. So that's what AOC brings to the table. It's all about strategy. Um, if, you, if you just want to point and click and, and just fire, fire 
you know, whatever space gun you have, then the strategy is different. If you want to actually play games that challenge you, tournaments, winners win real world prizes. If you want that, that's what Army and Crypto is bringing to the table. That's probably something you should look at if you enjoy those type of games, the environments, the culture, uh, Magic the Gathering. That's a fantastic game that many people remember. I remember third edition. I had a white deck when I was, I don't know, 11 years old. I remember that. So those type of games live on in infamy because of the design, because of the competitiveness, not because they have the best graphics, not because they have the most unique idea. It's the community. And that's what Army of Crypto can bring to you. Yeah, community is, is key. And uh, that's that's why we actually chose the high blockchain because the community here is so um, loyal and so tight and, and tied together. And uh, I think that what you're trying to do is the greatest approach. Um, you have a solid foundation, which is something that really, uh, that I really liked about Onyx coin in general. You have a good base player no uh user base which are also players and then you are developing a game for them but also for for people outside not just developing for the inside which is uh something that some crypto projects tend to tend to do to cater to the existing community instead of trying to go further Carl, do you want to add anything yeah i'm i love the uh you know, going back on on one of your points, Eric, I, you know, the, the whole idea of being, uh, you know, chain agnostic and, and bringing together projects and blockchains, I think one of the biggest issues in this space is that people are so siloed and, and tribal about about everything. Um, and I've never been, uh, I've never been one of those one of those people that's like, oh, you know, you're not on my blockchain, you're not using my, you know, token, you're not using this, this and this, and and therefore you are useless to me and, and shouldn't exist, which I think is a huge problem in crypto right now. Uh, and it always has been um, where you've got people just siloing themselves off. So um, I think the true growth in this industry happens when when projects um, come together and, you know, find similarities. Um, and, you know, I, I think there are a lot of similarities in in what you guys are doing, uh, and when, in what we're doing, and and the overall vision that we have, um, you know, one thing that I love about what you said is is you know letting the community kind of drive what happens, you know. And you mentioned a couple games, and you know, a, a big one for me was World of Warcraft. That was my uh, that was my game for many years. Um, yeah, and uh, and you know that game really took off in the hands of the people that used it. It, it like. I, I doubt that there were people sitting at, you know, uh, Blizzard saying, hey, you know, we're going to create this game from the outset and we're going to create this whole in-game economy and, uh, you know, mini games and arenas and all, all the stuff that kind of came after. Um, I doubt that that was the plan from the outset. Um, but what happened was, you know, the community ran with it and they created their own mini economies and and mini games and you know, they dictated what items were worth what. And, and you know, I think that's the beauty of, of you know, games and now, you know, crypto in general, where we've got so much technology at our disposal, we can we can actually put these things in the hands of the users. Um, so I love what you guys are doing that that you're really putting it in the hands of the community. So, um, 
you know, just to tie your two points together, like we all have a lot to benefit from working together and, and finding ways to, you know, be similar and, and grow. And uh, I know a lot of people like to sit in their siloed chains, but I'm not one of them. Um, and, and then, you know, putting in the hands of the community. Strange fact to add to that. In 2011, the third highest earning job in South Korea, the country, was indeed farming gold for World of Warcraft. Yep. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was a crazy time. I, I loved it. Actually, Addicted actually just wrote a post about that yesterday about Chinese gold farmers. And, and uh, yeah, it, it was a whole industry. It was a whole industry. And it was all created from the community. And that's the, the reason why that was the number one game in the world is because, you know, the, the community drove what happened. And, and you know, for better or worse, Blizzard, Blizzard did kind of get out of the way for a long time and, and let the community run it. So <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. I am reading a question, Dave. Uh, so is there any way that people can, can get, okay, so how, sorry, I'm going to re rephrase. How does one get Onyx and how do you start playing? Great question. Okay. So you can purchase Onyx. We have blockchain financial is a central exchange that has some really unique features. Onyx is generally sold there. We can make sure that it gets put on there. Uh, XEG. Uh, which is a funny exchange that I've seen grow since development over the last two years. They're fantastic. They're highly underrated. They could be a billion dollar exchange and, and people wouldn't know the difference. So with that being said, we have XEG, we have blockchain financial, and then we will be adding in more ways to do it as we progress. So that's the first place you can get Onyx from is those two primary exchanges. Uh, after that, um, you can use Onyx to buy the packs. We only allow Onyx to be used for now to buy the packs. Uh, your next question probably should be answered ahead of time before it's even asked. Hertz is the in-game token used for AOC. What that does is develop an economy for the game itself where you will use Hertz to protect your cards. This is the one aspect I haven't even spoken about yet. I forgot about it. You can bet Hertz. You can bet your own NFTs in a game. And this is the best part. When you bet one or two NFTs, which is all you're allowed to do, we don't want people to lose everything. Uh, in a match, at the end of the match, if you lose, it's randomly selected out of your cards. So if you use all your best cards, you might lose one or two if you lose the match. Uh, with that being said, you can use insurance to protect your cards, which many of us will do because I'm not losing a $500 card like that. Um, those are the first two places. That's the in-game currency. That's its use. Uh, in order to purchase a pack, you would go to, to it, the easiest place to start with is honestcoin.io. And you can look at the project. And then also you can go to armyofcrypto.com. Uh, let me double check that one. But it's Army of Crypto. And when you go there, you can actually purchase your packs directly. There's also a marketplace for uh, secondary after sales, um, which you'll see probably myself, I've populated a lot of little cards in there. So we kind of, I kind of like help set the price range just so people understand. So hopefully that answered your question fully with a little bit of extra. Yes. So <clears throat> maybe this is a question for, for the future, but I understand that uh, oh. the, the dev, the main dev of Onyx told me that 
there might be a way to uh, buy Onyx directly with HPD once there's some development done so that the Hive community can buy Onyx and start playing without going into an exchange or or doing uh, like some some uh, hassle um, work leg leg work. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. I actually wanted to buy some Onyx yesterday to get some packs to do a to do a walkthrough of how Oni uh, how Army of Crypto works. Uh, but I didn't have time. I, I I had to crash. But I will do it today and I will post that. For those who are wondering, um, but the community page already has some content there. Go check it out. If you see anyone posting there, uh, drop a comment, drop some feedback. That's how we are going to grow the community pages on Leo Finance by the existing community going into those, engaging with the content, uh, making them feel at home. Because in the end, that's what we want. We want every project to feel at home on Leo Finance when sharing their own content. So, uh, yeah, I think this is amazing. I'm going to check for any other questions on the Threadcast. There hasn't been many, but that's understandable. They just learned about the project 20 minutes ago. Uh, but, Carl, do you want to add anything while I uh, check questions? Um, yeah, I, I uh, was just giving the community a look. Um, so if, if, if you guys don't know how to get there, because I know the whole um, the community's thing is fresh UI, um, but you basically go to the communities tab and then you can search um, army of crypto and then uh, it comes right up. So there's 13 members now. So you guys should uh, run out and join. Um, yeah. Like, like Eric was saying, there's a couple pieces of content already. Um, I think he's, he's going to get his walkthrough done. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more soon um, in this universe. Um, this universe. But yeah, it, it looks really cool. This is my first time really seeing any of the uh, any of like the in-game views and, and people have posted looking at one, how to build a basic uh, general deck. So um, definitely looks really cool. Yeah. Okay, so get, can we have Onyx coin coming to the Leo decks? I think that's going to be a little bit harder, but that there can be a wrapped version on Hive Engine. Uh, the card betting system used to be very popular on Magic the Gathering, uh, Runescape. Um, I don't see any more questions, but I'm pretty sure that we're going to get as soon as more people start hearing about Army of Crypto. Uh, the Indian um, trader asked, is that a new game here? Um, so we did cover that it was uh, on its own chain. Um or on the on the Onyx chain, and uh, you know it's the first game there. Um, but Eric, you were alluding to that maybe in the future there's going to be like HBD direct to Onyx, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we still have to go through some conversations with the with the wizard dev they have, but in theory it could be done pretty easy to send HBD to a Hive account, and then that Hive account. Uh, signaling to their own the the deployer uh, to send Onyx directly into the Onyx Coin uh, wallet directly in game, so that they people come so that people can buy uh, packs or cards uh, without going into any exchange. Uh, we haven't really spoken about this, but in theory, it's it's doable. 
So you kind of already mentioned it a little bit, but what it just for a recap for, for people, if they wanted to go, you know, let's say that they're just like mostly on, on hive. Cause that's, you know, where the audience is. Um, if they wanted to go get like their initial exposure and, and get their feet wet, what would be like the simple, you know, couple steps for them to get, get in the game? Yeah. So the way I, I, I did it, and it might be good for, for those who, I mean, to, to, to emulate my steps. I got some crypto out of Hive. I sent it to ASEX. Uh, I use Binance for those in the US. You can use any other one where you can t uh, have USDT. You can even use uh, Leo Finance, uh, Cop DeFi, or the multi-token bridge to get some USDT. And then those USDT, you have to send them. I opened an account on uh, Xegex, uh, X-E-G-G-E-X dot com, if I remember correctly. I don't know if it's dot io dot com, but you will find it. Um, and then I deposited my USDT there. And there's a pairing to USDT, USDC, and Litecoin. So you just have to, to buy um, Onyx in that exchange and then send your uh, Onyx to the wallet, to the game wallet, which you can get on armyofcrypto.com and in wallet.onyxcoin.io. And once you get the Onyx on your wallet, you are ready to buy some packs. You only need, I think you only need one pack to start playing. And uh, that's, that's pretty much it. And the walkthrough I'm going to do is, is based uh, pretty much on that. And yeah, I think David is uh, frozen. So maybe we can start with uh, Leoverse updates. Um, I want to do the call voice, the cat voice, but <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what's I noticed something uh, pretty big in the in the <laughs> in the community pages. I don't know if it's live already, but I saw a section in, in the Leo Finance community page that says threats, maybe. You did catch it. You caught it early. Um, yeah, we are uh, working on the integration right now for uh, threads into community pages, um, but it, it's not live yet, but you, you can clearly see the tab. Obviously, we're, we're working on the routing and everything. Um, so it is, it is the, the tab is there. Um, but if you click it, depending on what community you're in, but if you click it, like, for example, from the Leo finance community, you'll just see that it, it just doesn't load anything. Um, it, it loads a bunch of placeholders. Uh, so the integration is not done yet. Um, but that is, uh, in one of the next major updates that's going to come out where, um, you can have your own threads feed as a community. So, you know, just to take a step back, we've, kind of talked about it a few times in some posts and and in the last AMA, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but um, the vision going forward for, for the everything app is really to build, you know, a, a hub for everything, um, all sorts of content, uh, all sorts of communities. Um, and that means, you know, long form and short form content, but it also means being able to, you know, as more content, because right now, you know, there is still a lot of content that gets posted to the UI. And, you know, there's a lot of microblogs, but there's also a lot of uh, articles that get posted. So, you know, it, a growing problem is going to be that uh, we need to better um, 
better silo content and give you the ability to see what you want to see, not, you know, stuff that you don't want to see, obviously. So the way that other social media pl platforms handle this is through, you know, various algorithms, you know, obviously Twitter made, made big noise bringing their algorithm um, public. Um, but most algorithms are, you know, some behind the scenes, crazy filtering mechanics that, you know, are watching your every move and, and uh, giving you the content that it thinks you want to see. Um, and, you know, building an algorithm like that is obviously no easy task. Uh, but our long-term plan is that we will have algorithms like that, obviously open source ones that you can tweak yourself. Um, so the, the idea is we're going to be going through like this long-term multi-stage development where, um, you know, the first stage of it is what you're seeing right now, where we build different sections of the UI and then we have ways for our users to decide where where their content belongs on the UI. So, for example, you know, we just had, you know, the um, we were just talking about Army of Crypto and, and their new community. So, you know, if if you're writing a post about Army of Crypto, you obviously want to put your content in the place where people who want to read about that will find it. So let's say that you make a long form article about Army of Crypto. Um, you can you can then decide like there's now a drop down and this this got pushed to the UI last week um you can now publish an article from Leo Finance to any uh community so from the publishing UI you write your post about um you write your post about army of crypto then you go to that little tab and you can choose what community to post it in so you post it in the army of crypto community um and then obviously it gets published to the army of crypto community page also, it gets published, obviously, to all the other main feeds, like the, the new feed, the trending feed, um, and then whatever hashtags you used, obviously, goes in those. But the idea is you get, as the user, you get to decide, okay, I want my content to be read by this audience, so I'm going to make sure it gets to these parts of the UI. So that means getting to the right community page, getting the right hashtags, um, and stuff like that. Um, so that that's kind of the the initial phase of the development, which is that let's get the users uh you know a few abilities to to put the content where they want to put it um so uh community pages are obviously a big a big piece of that um and i think it's going to be i think it's going to be the number one way that you find the content you want to find um you know you're going to be thinking to yourself okay i want to read about army of crypto or i want to read about splinterlands or i want to read you know um I want to read, you know, Leo Finance articles about like crypto and finance specifically. Uh, then you can go to that community page, um, and um, you know, if you want to see photography or you want to see like Actifit content or you know just gaming content, there's the Hive Gaming community. So all these different communities um, getting their own pages and being able to dictate their own feeds through the moderators' uh, functionalities. Uh, we're actually working on a lot of functionality for moderators right now. Um, there's a bunch of stuff we're building that isn't actually possible on other UIs. It's it's um, so basically the way we did communities is that we're using the Hive framework for communities. So, you know, like the Hive gaming community or Splinterlands community, those are at the base layer and, and army of crypto and any other community that gets created at the base layer of Hive. They are Hive communities. What we do then with them on the front end is we are giving them a lot more features and functionalities and moderation capabilities to show and you know move the order of content um, to better serve their community. So the idea is 
you know, we built the, if you go to the homepage of, of Leo, you see the, the whole microblogging threads, um, you know, Twitter replacement uh, idea. Then when you hit the articles tab, you see kind of like the more like medium style um, replacement, so to speak. I, I, I don't love the word replacement, but it's just an easy word to use. Uh, and then when you hit yeah. communities, <laughs> the idea is this is like Reddit, right? Like this is uh, different communities post about different topics. Uh, and the idea is that we are building like a decentralized Reddit. So the everything app obviously has all of these things combined. Um, so that's really the idea behind communities is to like give all of these communities a web three version of Reddit uh, where they can then take their page and run with it and, and have their community and build out the content build out the engagement. Um, so this was the longest possible answer I could have given, but yes, thread, the threads tab is on the community pages. It's not live yet, but, um, the whole idea is that you'll have all these different places where you can put content, including threads, where all these different communities will now have their own threads feeds, uh, that they can moderate, uh, they can curate, um, and they can promote and, and really build engagement. So the whole idea is now any community can come here, whether you're on Hive or off Hive, and you're seeing us bring people from, from off Hive, bring other communities and projects from off Hive, um, and, uh, and get them set up and, and get the ball rolling. But um, I'm, I'm really excited about what communities can bring in terms of uh, growing the user base. Yeah, and that's that's the main idea. And I think that's where you hit the nail. So <clears throat> if there's someone, a hardcore, uh, let's a Splinterlands hardcore gamer. So if they want to read more or they, they are going to bed, they just finished playing and they are going to bed and, and they have their cell phone and they they want more Splinterlands and they, they don't want to play because they played for three hours. Well, then you don't have to go to Reddit to read some conversations. You don't have to go to Twitter to see what's, what's new. You don't have to go to Medium to see what's the official statements of, of the team. You can just go to Leo Finance to the community page, and then you can see everything related to that. And you can actually choose your uh, your your fixed those. So you can go to threads and get some uh, short fixes, or you can go to articles and get big fixes. But the main point is that anyone who is a hardcore fan of anything can have everything about the app or the company or the project or the product in one place that they don't have to leave. <clears throat> but going into more um, uh, known uh, features, do you wanna go through a rundown of the, it was, what, what was it, 14 updates in one go? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So there were, there were a ton of updates. I'm just pulling up a post so I don't miss anything. Um, so that post was, uh, I know that gifts look way better right now. Yep. Um, yeah, that was actually one of the more recent, um, updates. Let me just find my, uh, there we go. 15 days ago. So, uh, yeah, there were 14 major updates. So yeah, it's been a while since we did the, uh, the AMA, but, um, this post talked about, uh, 14 updates and there's been some since. So I'll start with these and then, uh, quickly get through to the other ones, uh, that were a little more recent, but, um, 
we posted this update talking about the, and I'll drop the link for everybody, um, post uh, talking about all the different updates that came uh, in the last major iteration. So um, there was a big update to like the whole threads, comment, uh, and articles uh, modules. So like, um, you know, when you're creating a thread, you guys have probably already seen this, but the the box looks a lot different and the, um, the you know, emojis and everything uh, is different. And then obviously we added GIFs and emojis back, which I know a lot of people were waiting for. Um, since this update, we actually put out another update. Um, I think it actually dropped yesterday, either yesterday or the day before. I'm pretty sure it was yesterday though. Uh, I get all my all my Sooniverse days mixed, mixed together. Um, <laughs> we dropped an update to the GIFs module. We actually just rebuilt it because the old one was uh, really buggy. Um, so like a lot of times, I'm sure if you ever used it, you notice that like it would like it would only show you like the top three gifs and then it would be like this weird transparent thing uh below it so uh, if you look at it now it's it, it actually looks a lot like twitter's uh so we basically just built our own version uh and you can like sort through categories you can see like trending gifs and stuff like that uh, and then you can obviously search for any gif and and it it has full support for like i don't even know how many gifs like a ridiculous amount so really any GIF you want to use, uh, you can find in that menu now. Um, so it's definitely a lot better. We also did update the emojis module. Um, we changed it a little bit. It, it It's a lot cleaner now, and it doesn't have that same kind of transparency glitch that the GIFs one had. Um, so we updated that as well uh, since this 14, uh, 14 update uh, post went live. But um, then we did a bunch of uh, a bunch of backend improvements and and uh, speed. So I'm sure you guys have noticed a lot more speed on the UI and and uh, performance in general. Um, so that was definitely a, a huge focus in this in this last iteration. Um, and then we added some some meta features like uh, being able to copy links, reblog, um, downvote, uh, and then also editing posts. I know Taskmaster was on my ass for a long time about adding the edit post functionality. So uh, we actually edited, added two edit buttons for Taskmaster. Uh, you can edit the post <laughs> in like the full long form edit uh, capability. And then there's also something called a light edit, which is basically like a quick edit. Um, so you could just like quickly change a letter or something. If, if you don't want to leave the page, it just does like a pop-up um, and you can like quick edit uh, one or two pieces of text or something. Um, then just a bunch of other bug fixes. We added, I'm sure you guys have noticed that announcement banner. So you can see all the uh, latest posts from Leo Finance. Um, and then talked about a little bit about what's next, uh, like HTML support uh, for articles. Uh, yes, please. Community pages. Yeah, I know that's I know that's a big domino to fall. A lot of people are looking for that one. So um, that is coming soon. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of communities updates since then. Obviously, there, there's been... So kind of the way we're doing updates lately is that we're doing, we're just rolling updates out as we get them. And then um, after, you know, you know, say 10, 15 updates go live, we'll, we'll make a post summarizing all of them. Um, so since that post, there's been probably like six or seven more major updates, uh, which I'm sure you guys have seen. Um, and in terms of what's next and big that I think you guys will, oh, will love. The biggest one. Tell people about the little button that shares content to the blue uh, platform. Yeah, so that went live yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so if you click the three dots next to any thread, um, 
you can, uh, it says tweet and it, it'll, if you click it, it just takes you over to Twitter uh, and it pre-fills all the data from the, from the thread uh, into a tweet. Uh, and then you can just obviously hit tweet and it goes um, and, it, and it just goes, uh, goes right through. So uh, I know a lot of people were looking for the ability to, to cross post and, um, and uh, now you got it. So what I'm wondering is, uh, and I'm, that this, this is pretty, I mean, this is more for me, but the, the HTML, will it be uh, out before August, maybe? Uh, it definitely will. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Okay. I just, Eric and, just asked me a when. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't even gone through the audience questions, but do you want to tell what's in store for the, for the next couple of weeks? Yeah. Um, a bunch of stuff is, is coming up. So I was talking about something big that's coming. Um, I shared a teaser yesterday. If you guys want to, you can go find it uh, in my uh, threads feed, but um, I shared a teaser of one of the new pages that we've, we've built uh, and I, I don't have a, a soon for it yet, um, but it is coming soon. And it's basically a whole new explore page where you can find like all sorts of stuff um, on the UI. Um, and it looks amazing. Um, and I also kind of teased that uh, it could be the the gateway to us adding sort of a Instagram reels or Instagram stories type of feature. Um, so that is uh, that is coming. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about the explore page. It's kind of like the next big update, I think, is, is going to be the explore page. And then I was saying we're going to get threads for for community pages live. Um, that'll be that'll be a big one as well. Um, and yeah, a bunch of other small stuff. I'll uh, I'll keep most of those as a surprise, but uh, you guys already know, you know, HTML coming and and stuff like that. But um, the rest of it, you will uh, have to wait and find out in this universe. Have to use threads. You have to use Leo to find out what's new. Yeah. Also, tokenized society says don't call it Jeff, even though it's the correct term. <laughs> Yeah, GIF, GIF. I don't know. I always called it a GIF. I've always been GIF. I don't know why. I'm not even a native speaker. Um, Oh, Taskmaster is asking, will the threads in the community only live in the community or will they populate the main feed? It's a good question. So the main feed is going to change a lot. Um, You've already kind of seen it change in some ways, but the you know the main feed is meant for everything so everything can live in that main feed um but we need to have our you know algorithms in place to to sort that content better so right now just the main feed is literally just the the most recently created threads in order uh obviously you can do like trending and and following feeds and stuff like that um but adding more feed types and then also adding some sorting to the to the main feed is going to be kind of one of the next big iterations after uh, the upcoming one. So, uh, you know, right now it just defaults to latest. And like I said, it's just showing you a chronological order of of new threads. Um, I would say probably in the next month or so, you're going to see a new feed, which will become the default one, which is going to be an, an actually like almost like curated sorted feed um, where you'll be able to choose what type of content in terms of categories that you like to see 
and then you'll you'll see content that is categorized in those categories. Uh, and then obviously you can flip back and forth to the latest feed. Um, and then we're going to set the ability to choose what what your default feed is. So uh, long story short, yeah, the if you post it, if you post a thread into a community page, uh, just like if you post an article into a community page, it still lives in the main feeds, like in the new and and trending feeds. Um, but it will also live, obviously, in that community's feed, and it won't be in other community uh, feeds. So um, that's going to be a a big way to to silo off your content and and put it in uh, the buckets that you want it. I think I like that one. That it, like even if you post in a in a in a specific community, it still populates the main feed because in the end, it's like where everything lives. So even if you're browsing the general feed, you can find something interesting from a topic that you might not even know about, but you 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 find it, and then you get you get siphoned into the into the community page, you know. So it's actually a good way for content discovery to have all of the threads from communities directly into the main feed. Once there are filters, of course. Yep. Okay. Is there merchandise for Leo? I think that will be cool. Uh, MD Ryan is asking. There are some swags already, right? There is. So Mitch actually has a, a store. I don't remember the link. Maybe someone's got it uh, for some some merch he made. Um, but yeah, there's no official Leo merch store. It's all up to the community. Going through the threadcast. Um, what's the total supply of Leo tokens? I think we're sitting at 16 million, right? Yeah, I think I may have answered that one text-based because I gave them the link to check on it, but uh, we are at oh, yeah. 16.2 million. David is back, and then we're going to have a couple of uh, community members very, very fast. Um, David, do you want to, uh, while I search for uh, questions related to Army of Crypto or Onyx, do you want to uh, get the users hooked so they go check the game right now after the AMA? Absolutely. Am I clear? Am I coming yep. in good? Yep. So when you, if you want to know what's going on, um, you can hit me up directly after. I don't mind spending a few minutes, but I want to push you toward our Discord. We use Discord as our main, hey, we're playing the game. Does anybody want to play? Um, so our Discord, I will drop a link for it. Or Trey, if you're available, can you drop a link for that for me? So that way they they have it. And it's already on there. That's what I'm talking about. He knew I was going to ask that in the future. So go to our Discord. Uh, we're interactive. It, it's me. It's Trey. It's the Crypto Wizard, which is our CEO, actually. And then we have our dev, uh, our prime dev. But he's oftentimes in the backgrounds because we have to feed him so he continues to work. Um, don't tell him I said that, though. It's probably too late. Yeah, I'm going to get fired now. So, <laughs> so with that being said, uh, if you go to our, our primary Discord, you will uh, be able to interact, chat, and we will live stream games. We do that um, once or twice or three times a day. 
we have people that are live streaming on Twitch. We have people that are starting to get into the game. Some of our whitelisters, the new ones that are there. If you want to check out a game, we have recordings as well. We have a YouTube channel, but if you go to our Discord, that's the place to start. If you don't have a Discord, you can always use the web GUI version. But the point is, is that if you go to Discord, you will not only see live matches, you'll see us chat about matches, you'll see us interact with the players. Um, you know, this is this is our baby. This is new to us. And we want you to come enjoy it with us. This isn't about trying to sell a product. This is about having fun. Uh, I want to be the best there is. <clears throat> um, so the more I get beat, the more I get humbled. So I was just remembering the uh, be the very best Pokemon theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working fine on YouTube. Got that. Uh, for those of you that said it got really quiet, that's because I had the Discord muted. I wasn't trying to talk <laughs> on two platforms at once. Can you hear me clearly now, uh, Mr. Steam Streams? Great name, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you can hear me clearly now. Go to our Discord. That's the place to start, right? I don't want to rehash everything I was saying, but go to our Discord. That's the place to start. We run live matches so people can watch us play. And uh, you'll get the opportunity to at least see it before you decide if you want to dip your toe in. Although everything is half price right now because we want players to play. We want to enjoy it with you. So Discord, and from there, everything else flows. And we'll be there with you as part of the process, too. That is awesome, David. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are going to be at least curious to go check it out. I hope you uh, get some players soon. And then when people rewatch this, you get more players and then those players populate the Leo finance community about their experience uh, playing the game or reading the white paper or I don't know, hanging with the community. Anything is welcome in the Leo finance uh, community page. So you heard it, go join their discord, um, ask any questions that you may have. Uh, the team will be there to guide you step by step. Um, Okay, so we are going to have a couple of community members come on video. Um, so one second, I'm going to confirm. But, okay, someone's coming. David, uh, you're more than welcome to stay uh, in video. If you want, you can just hang out uh, on um, audio or you, 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 you prefer, but we have a couple of people coming from the community to ask questions live. Yep, thanks for coming on, by the way. Had a, had a great time talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, fellas. Uh, <clears throat> let me go ahead and get these uh, goodbyes out of the way early. Um, when we go, it's always awkward to end these meetings, but uh, really, yeah. <laughs> you know, from both sides, from, from multiple communities, just understand one aspect of this for us, for all of us, really. This is never about how much is this going to be worth? This is never about how much does it cost? It's never about that type of stuff. It's always about we grow together, we succeed together, we work together. So as communities grow and succeed, what we're trying to do is reach the other 97% that's what we want. That's where we want to be. We want to grow our communities so people understand 
blockchain is a nice tech that can be used for a, mi a million different reasons. This happens just to be a really good one. And with that being said, the number one currency we have is trust. So as we grow our partnerships, as we grow trust, that's the currency of the day. It's not the value. It's the currency of the day is trust. So uh, allow us to grow a little bit of trust as we develop these games and blockchains. And uh, let's see if Leo and, and Onyx and AOC and some of the, the behind the door devs that never come out in front like this to get, you know, troubleshot. Um, they're earning your trust every day. So thanks for having me on. This was a good start for us and it's a good start for our partnership. And I really look forward to uh, uh, some guilds later on in multiple games. It's going to be a lot of fun for all of us, I believe. Yep. Very well thanks. said. Thanks for coming on. Um, I uh, just I just saw a quick question, uh, Eric, from Matt in Discord and then also on the on the Threadcast. Um, he's asking about BHBD. Um, and I saw a couple other people asking earlier in the week, too. Um, yeah, so BHBD, um, obviously, you know, we've been talking about a lot in the past, eh, probably like two months. Um, but the, you know, there, there is no allowing or, or disallowing of, of wraps and unwraps. Um, you can wrap and unwrap at any time. Um, if the unwrap does not go through, uh, it is more than likely because of the liquid HBD available. Um, and then you just open a support ticket and then, uh, we'll get to it. I know we have a lot of support tickets pending. So, um, you know, the backlog has been a lot longer than usual. Um, but typically it's like 48 to 48 hours to, you know, maybe a few days at the most, um, for us to get to those tickets, just depending on how many come in. Um, but right now we just have a bunch of them. So. Yes. Uh, I was just telling, uh, finishing your thoughts that we're going through the tickets as they come. So uh, it's just a matter of waiting a few more days. We are dealing with a ton of tickets right now. So, uh, Yeah, bunch of tickets. And I see he followed up. Yeah, there is there is a new bridge version that we're waiting on um, to make uh to make unwraps and wraps more uh, reliable. So yeah, even if you wrap, you know, sometimes you'll get one uh, miss, which obviously isn't a liquidity issue because when you wrap to the other side, it's not giving you native HBD. Uh, but we are waiting on a new bridge version uh, and that's going to be very important. But uh, what I was getting to is that until that new version is released, you can wrap and unwrap freely as much as you want, um, but you just might be waiting for, for a ticket. So like I said, usually it's, it, you know, I'd say the majority of the time we had it down to 48 hours ish. Um, but obviously now it's been, been a lot longer. So, uh, we just have a lot of, a lot of ticket load, uh, for the past, I would say maybe six to seven weeks, it's been pretty heavy ticket load. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the status of the bridge. But we're waiting on this big update before everything, I would say, gets back to normal operations um, for both BHBD and Beehive, um, as well as PHBD and Beehive, which most people have forgotten about. But um, yeah, <laughs> once that once that new bridge version is out, my goal is that there are very few, if any, support tickets on a monthly basis um, in terms of in terms of failed wraps and unwraps um the the that version of the bridge will be a lot more reliable it will replay transactions uh a lot more efficiently right now the the current bridge version tries to replay it once 
Um, so if you try to do a wrap or unwrap, it'll it'll try to do it one more time uh, if it if it detects that it didn't go through, um, and that's it. But the new bridge version will basically be a lot more intelligent, and it'll it'll read the chain and look for your actual wallet transactions. Um, and basically, like every when you send the first transaction, every five minutes after that, it'll read the it'll keep reading your wallet until it sees it, and until it sees it, it'll keep retrying. So. Um, yeah, like I said, my, you know, we've really been just kind of sitting tight on the current bridge and waiting for, for this new bridge version before things get back to normal, um, how they were, you know, prior to a few months ago. Um, so yeah, the bridge, uh, definitely needs some love, but we've just been working on this bigger update in the background, which is kind of a full scale rewrite. I have seen a lot of people ask for a new bridge UI too, but, um, we may bake that into the new cub UI, uh, but that no announcements yet on that front. <laughs> That's not even a when. That's a no <laughs> when. There is no when soon on that one. Tokenized Society, thank you for joining us, man. I'm sorry for, for so, sorry to keep you waiting. Um, <clears throat> oh, good. Uh, first guys... of all, do you, yes, do you want to? Uh, I mean, I know you are very well known in the community for, but for those who don't know you, want to give a 30 seconds uh, intro of who you are and then shoot your question? Yeah, sure. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yep. All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm Tokenized Society. Uh, yeah, I, I think myself of a pretty active member on the Leo Finance community. It was actually where I really learned about uh, Hive and, and blockchain. So yeah, uh, it's uh, where you can find me most of the time. Uh, so uh, I'm also a moder moderator for the Hive VR, Hive Brazil community. And uh, my question, it's somewhat related to that. So uh, I was wondering, uh, uh, I heard, I think I heard you guys mention uh, in the past that uh, there was this idea of having uh, like weighted polls. So polls that you can vote uh, based on, on stake. Uh, I was wondering if there are plans or, or maybe pitch this, the idea of having, uh, giving the ability to choose the, the token uh, to, of which the stake would be considered. So for example, uh, let's say, uh, the on the high brazil com community we 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 have our own token which we just launched like a couple of weeks ago so maybe uh it, it would be very nice if we could create a poll uh, and uh, you know set it to to be weighted uh considering the the stake of our token so we could use uh threads we could we, we could use those polls to for our uh, community governance uh, i don't know if there are any plans if that's even possible but I think that would be would be nice. Yeah, awesome, awesome question. Yeah, so the you know weighted polls and polls in general, I've I've talked about how um, you know when I even when I first got in this this industry, I was um, really excited about the idea of governance and putting you know votes on a blockchain. Um, I talked about blockchain voting like I don't even know how many years ago, but probably probably before like the whole altcoin craze when it was just kind of like Bitcoin and then Ethereum was just coming about. Um, 
I was talking about blockchain voting and how I thought it was an exciting idea and something that I, I wish would be implemented in, in, you know, different areas of, of the world, whether it's, you know, a school board or, you know, even voting for the president of, of the United States. Um, and especially with that last election, there's uh, definitely a need for transparent and on-chain votes, um, just to put it that way. But, um, you know, when we launched polls, I talked about my my idea that that polls would really take over and be a huge use case um, for Leo. And with that, I want to I want the ability to dictate exactly how you want a poll to go. So that, you know, it, that breaks down into a lot of different steps. But one of them is, like you said, the the weighted voting. Um, so I know in one of the one of the next iteration of polls, we're going to add the ability to have Leo weighted uh, voting. So based on Leo power. Um, but by building that, we actually are building all the architecture that we need to have any token uh, on Hive Engine be used for for weighted uh, stake weighted voting. So um, yeah, there's you know with your with your own token, you'll be able to set the poll. And the idea is like right now you click poll and it just gives you like a really simple you know four bullet option to to enter stuff. But in the future, when you hit poll, it'll say, okay, you know, um, how do you, do you want to take votes as, you know, one account, one vote or stake weighted. And then if you hit stake weighted, it'll give you another drop down. It'll say, you know, obviously the default will be Leo, but then um, you hit the drop down and then you'll see all the different options. So I would, I, my ultimate goal is to have that out in the next, I would say three months. Um, but that is my uh, one soon answer. So we'll have to see. <laughs> and related to polls, and this is something that we spoke about that like three days ago, a uh, question from, I don't even remember who, but, oh yeah, it was John J. Olson. So he was making a kind of uh, quiz or a community poll, but with, with a lot of questions. Will there be, or is there any plans on adapting that you can make a lot of polls and then embedding that into a post is that even possible so what, what exactly do you mean by that so for example i want to uh, ask people about the threats experience but i don't want to do that in one poll i want to do that in 10 polls so can i make those 10 polls on threads and then make a long form post and embed the polls into the post I see so that people saying. can just see the tempo, the temples. Yeah, um, you know, I honestly, I hadn't really thought about that use case, but that's uh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, we can definitely add uh, embed codes uh, into into polls that will will let you put them in other places. Um, maybe we'll make it so that if you copy the link to a thread that has a poll in it, it'll just automatically embed it if you're somewhere on the Leo UI. Um, yeah. but that would be a cool use case. Cause that would almost give you like Google, if you've ever used Google forms, it'll almost give you like that, that Google forms, uh, functionality. So yeah, that, that wasn't in the plans, but yeah, definitely something we can do. We'll add it to the list of a thousand roadmap items. <laughs> uh, guys, for those listening, uh, tokenized society also has a show it's in Portuguese. He hosts it with Ben Promundo. Uh, they are both hosts of the Leo AMA slash economics slash finance slash cryptoholics show. Uh, it happens every when 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 does it happen? Uh, tokenized. It's uh, Wednesday, uh, seven p.m. EST. 
So tomorrow. now you know for those listening, you uh, join them. It's pretty fun. I understand like half of what happens, but <laughs> it's fun. Um, yeah. Thank you, man. So I yeah, see I'm pretty excited about that. Okay. So what's what, what while none so unmute, what do you think will come first? Shorts on threads or the kind of stories or reels on, on Leo? It's a good question. Um, I would say shorts, but it's very possible that they kind of, they kind of, um, come together almost. Um, cause you know, once we solve for the short form video, it's, it's really, uh, semantics of how we introduce it. Cause, cause basically like stories on Instagram are basically the same thing as shorts. You just add them to your profile and then they disappear after 24 hours. So, uh, in reality, we can have, you know, shorts and stories come out at a very similar time, time scale where, you know, you can create a short video and decide you basically will just create a short form video that's under 60 seconds. And you'll just decide, does this go to, you know, the main threads feed yeah. or does it, does it go to my story? Um, and I, I showed that teaser, but you can see that it, it kind of looks similar to Instagram, um, where you got like circular profile icons for, you know, the people you're following and stuff. Um, and then if you click, if someone has a story, it'll obviously put them up front and then it'll highlight their profile exactly how it works elsewhere. Um, and if you tap on it, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll get to see the, the story that they posted. And then obviously it disappears after 24 hours, but I think it could be a cool, I think it could be a cool use case on, on hive. Um, you know, it definitely would bring a lot more like friendliness and, and liveliness to it. Like. I think, especially for me and, and I know for others like Taskmaster, um, you know, writing more like and, and addicted and, and some other of the of the longtime writers on on Hive and Leo that make kind of like more long form serious content. Um, it could be a cool way to, to, you know, create more personability in your in your brand on Hive um, with with the stories feature. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to wonder what the use case is, because Stories is mainly like, okay, you're on Instagram and, you know, you got all your IRL friends and, and, you know, you want to see what they're up to. Um, but, you know, I think we're, we're with the everything app, I, I do feel a lot closer to different people in the, in the community. And I think stories would kind of bring a little bit more um, personality to everything. I think threads have already brought a lot more personality to everything. Cause it's just not so serious all the time. You know, like you get to see a whole different side of me and, you know, taskmaster, uh, especially, I mean, he's commenting on everyone's threads. So you get to see a lot more personal, uh, interaction with Taskmaster and, and, you know, get more jokes and gifs and emojis and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I think that general idea is just going to be taken to the next level when we have uh, short form video, both in the form of shorts and stories. So I definitely am excited about it. I would love to just fire off a quick video and be like, you know, this is what I had for lunch or, you know, this is, you know, just got out of this, this, you know, two hour dev meeting. And I just take like a video of, you know, the dev meeting ending and, and maybe show a teaser or something um, or, you know, show off any, any, anything else, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. This, there's so much that you can, I, like, for example, I wouldn't, I would never share a picture of, of my beer on Saturday on a long form post. Like it just does like, I'm not right. going to write a 500 post 
about what beer I'm drinking, but I can share a, a thread or I can either or I can either share a video of, of, of just saying cheers. And it yeah, it, it gives a lot more personality to to the to the person that that's doing it. And now you're not just the long form writer who engages a lot. And now you are you are actually someone relatable. And I yeah, think that's, that's gonna help a lot for retention. Right. Yeah, retention. And I also think that it's going to help a lot in terms of, um, you know, and, and some people might ask, like, what's the point of all this? Like, it, it really gets away from the vision of Leo and, you know, making all this serious content and stuff. But I, I think what we've realized is that, you know, our goal is not to be, be making, you know, serious content all the time. Our goal is to create um, basically an engaged digital society uh, on the Internet. And that's what Leo is now about. Um, so in order to do that, you know, I, I think we need to create a lot of different forms of, of sharing and content, uh, that, you know, not only meet the needs of, you know, different types of users, but maybe expand the, the horizons of existing users and, and really bring that, uh, bring a different side of people to the, to the platform and, and keep them engaged. And, you know, the, if you want to get to the nitty gritty of, you know, the financials, the value in that is that you have a lot more retention, you have a lot more engagement a lot more time on site. And with that, you have a lot more ad views. And obviously with shorts, we can place ads into the actual videos. And, and that's a whole nother ad type that we can work with our ad partners with uh, to, to get paid for. And, and obviously do Leo ads smart contract with. So yeah, I think, uh, I definitely think it's a, it's a new horizon that we're, we're chasing after. Um, and if you look at the, you know, engagement metrics and time on site and everything, it's, it's gotten a lot better uh, on Leo. It just continues to improve. So, yeah, and just th just think about it. If let's say Pump came to Leo Finance to write, then he would bring a lot of people with him. But right. that's not only it. That so Pump can write long form posts, but then he can also share some parts of of not his private life, but his his normal life or or his day to day, and then people can actually relate to that person. They can actually uh, like not just read his his views on the market, but they can also read about what he's doing with his garden or what he's doing with with his dogs, whatever. Some stories, but the point is, people come to Leo Finance for the core, which is finance and crypto, but they stay because of all the other things, all the all the other parts of the universe uh, available uh, for them. There's a Discord uh, news to threads update. Um, do you want to share that with uh, the audience or it's not okay yeah, I'm going to tell none so which update the news to threads one oh the schedule one scheduling feature yes yeah so um, on on news to threads you can now schedule um, who has access to news to threads by the way Right now, only a few ones, only Taskmaster, a couple of team people, and all of the Daily Leo uh, members. Writers. But okay, maybe maybe we should open it already for for. I think we're I think we're we're ready to open it to to a ton of people. Yeah, it's uh, you know I was using it this morning, uh, and I talked to Hive Trending a little bit, uh, just quick back and forth. Um, that it it is a lot smoother. It's it feels amazing now. Um, and, uh, you know, just a quick rundown in case you don't know, 
Uh, News to Threads is our ChatGPT AI connection uh, for Leo. Um, and uh, basically what it lets you do is you can copy a link from websites and, and there's like a list of supported sites, uh, investing.com, obviously Leo Finance, Peak D, all the Hive sites, um, you know, various like Wall Street Journal type, type sites like that, Coindesk. Um, you can take article links from those places uh, and then you can paste them into Discord. Uh, and then you can choose what category they are, like crypto, politics, business, stuff like that. Um, and then news to threads will break them. It, it'll use chat GPT to read the article and then give a three thread summary and break down the article into those summaries. And then in the fourth thread, it will put the link to the original article if anyone wants to read more and, and, and see the full, full post uh, on whatever website it was originally posted on. So it, it basically is like a, a, um, a like news aggregator, uh, that uses AI and is connected to threads, uh, and is also connected to our Leo discord. Um, and it's super cool, super, I, I use it all the time. And like this morning, I think I put like six articles through it. Um, great way to, to get like real time, good, high quality news out, uh, onto threads. Um, and then it obviously posts it from its own Hive account, like each AI has its own Hive account, um, and then 100% of the rewards get burned. So if it earns Hive or earns Leo, uh, it automatically is burning all the rewards it gets. Uh, so if you see it and you want to upvote it, just you, I guess you know that you're, at least your upvote is getting uh, burned. So um, yeah, so the newest update, a bunch of sites were added. I don't know what the full list was, but I saw a bunch of sites like investing.com and stuff were added. Um, and then you can also now schedule when you want them to go out. So like, um, you know, this morning when I did six, six articles, I could, I could put all six through and then I could hit schedule and I could choose what time of day I wanted them to go out um, so that they kind of had some, some space in between them. So yeah, if you ever read any interesting articles um, right now, it's not open. Like we were saying, it's not open to that many people, but uh, we may start opening it up a little bit more uh, and you'll be able to share articles to threads uh, from there. None so. Please tell me. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, next one. Uh, Nanzo, uh, oh, he's gone. I don't know if yeah. Nanzo, if you can still hear me. Um, do you want to just throw your question in Discord chat for now and then? Um, I do want to start doing more of these interactive AMAs, so maybe uh, we'll have one soon, and then and then you should come back on. Yes, I am no cat, so I'm not gonna tell say anything about the market. But do you want to give your uh, <laughs> your your take on? So, uh, there's a lot of people saying that. Okay, so what what something happened? Miners started to move their tokens to the exchanges. And now there's there's been like a parabolic up uh, shift, and I don't know if it means that people are getting ready to sell or they are re getting ready to capitulate, or they expect a price pump. Yeah, I uh, I did see that. Um, there there has been like an interesting um, shift in, sorry, shift in. Um, in where miners are holding their Bitcoin. Um, 
There's also, I actually wrote an article about, about this this morning, but there's uh, been a big shift in, um, there's been a big shift in people holding mining stock. So, um, you know, Vanguard, it just came out that they bought a bunch of more um, uh, Bitcoin mining stock and they're like the biggest holders now, um, something like $400 million. Um, but yeah, we, we've seen some interesting inflows and outflows. I think the the key takeaway, and I know it's scaring some people, but I think the key takeaway is that the net outflows from exchanges is still up. Um, so that means that more Bitcoin and Ethereum are actually leaving exchanges than staying on centralized exchanges. So it tells us a lot of different things. It tells us, you know, people are buying and, and moving it to private wallets. Um, it also tells us that people are afraid of centralized exchanges a lot more, uh, <laughs> you know, which is not surprising. Um but yeah, I think uh, I've never really been super worried about miners and and their general moves. You know, their interests are, you know, they do need to sell Bitcoin in order to keep their operations going, but their interests are generally aligned with, you know, making crypto more valuable. I mean, they're the ones mining it, right? So um, I'm, I, I see uh, Davey in the chat saying miners are trying to extract value. Even they have fear of the USD dying and CBDC taking over. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think there's a fear out there about that. Um, I would still put the CBDC at, at pretty far out. Um, and I do think there's there's a pretty big uh, coalition of people that that don't want it, even from inside of the government. So I don't know. I don't know what to think of CBDCs at the moment. But, um, you know, I, I think if anything, this just strengthens the need for Bitcoin. And, you know, even Larry Fink, who uh, is the CEO of BlackRock, obviously has a lot of ties with, you know, every country uh, being the biggest, large, uh, the largest mm -hmm. asset manager in the world. Um, he was saying that, you know, Bitcoin is international, uh, international store of value. Um, and I think you, you get a couple of people on board like that. And, you know, the idea, you know, it goes back to the general thesis of Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin solves this. Um, so I, uh, I definitely think uh, I definitely think the solution is simply that you know we need to to Bitcoinize the world, um, not to get too uh, too maxi on everybody, but too maxi, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I do love Bitcoin; it's my biggest holding, and uh, in you know in my whole portfolio out of everything. But uh, don't want to get too maxi on it. But I do love Bitcoin. I love all coins too. Yeah. And for those who don't know BlackRock, um, and is it Vanguard? They own pretty much everything. And they are also, uh, they own stocks from each other. So uh, yeah, they pretty much own everything. Yeah, financial system, when you start to dive deep on it, is very, uh, it's very circular. Um, very circular. We got 96 comments. Someone made four more. Gifts really give uh, threads a different vibe. It does, does I yeah. It. I I love using GIFs. Um, someone asked, any new plans for LPUD with threads? I know you put out uh, a teaser and some info about oh, yes. some LPUD stuff, if you want to get into it. Yeah, uh, so there's been a big change. I, I completely forgot about that. Uh, there's been a big change. So for a year and a month, there's been uh, to participate in LPUD you need to power up 150 Leo, <clears throat> uh, make a post, 
have less than 25,000 um, Leo staked, and then you're eligible to win one of the delegations. We started with 130,000 Leo power in delegations as prize pool, and we are sitting at 250,000 with more than 20 people, uh, like big stakeholders, uh, pitching in something for, for the prize, which is, is amazing to see. It means that uh, those who are buying also want to spread the uh, stakeholder base and they want more people to get more Leo. Everyone knows that a community with a lot of minnows, a lot of uh, small stakeholders is good. So that's pretty good. And the big change is that we started with 150 Leo when it was worth around five cents. So Leo, the, the Leo token has grown in value uh, by a lot, uh, both in USD uh, terms, but also in uh, the ratio uh, it was, it, it buys Hive with. So we started with around 10 to one. And right now we are around four to one Leo per Hive. So we know, we understand that a lot of people get some Leo from post rewards, from delegations, from, from, from in-hive income sources. So we know it's hard for, for some of them to get some USD and then put it into Leo. They can just buy Leo with their, with their hive rewards. So we have made two tiers. The first one is uh, the normal 150 Leo. And the, the the other one is 50 Leo. So one is the lion attack and the other one is the cob attack. If you power up in a cob attack, you are eligible to around 70% of the total delegations. And if you do a lion attack, which is 150 Leo, you're eligible for the 100% of the price pool. So this gives people with not a lot of purchasing power to still chip in and to still be encouraged to participate in Leo Power Update without missing out on the rewards because they are getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, that's that's the main the main uh, update on LPUD. How much uh, Leo did we power up in June? I don't remember, was it? 230, I think, 250, okay. let me check. Let me check. Um, oh. LPUD. I just wanted to give uh, everyone a target to shoot for. It's opening. But yeah, I think that if we, um, if we pull numbers in USD, uh, yes, uh, the, the last Leo power update was one of the biggest one because even though we didn't break any record, um, where is it? I'm trying to find the, um, oh, historical, historical. Yeah, I just have different sheets. Uh, in terms of USD, I think June was one of the biggest one because, uh, it was made with Leo at eight cents. Yeah, I've been, uh, Placing a bunch of orders trying to get uh get my Leo filled. It's it's been tough the last uh I want to say about the past month. Um just been been really tough to get get orders filled and um 
you know, I, uh, I've been going through Leo Dax and B Leo and rap Leo and P Leo and everything, everywhere you can get Leo. I've been trying to get it. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a good, uh, good Leo power up day. Um, I saw Dals. Actually, I do want to share that uh, while you're finding your stats. I will find this one. Um, so Dals, I don't know if he posted this. I think he did, but I don't know whether or not he posted it. He did send it to me. Um, so so I just put that in the, uh, in the in Discord and I'll put it on the thread cast, thread cast as well. Um, but Dals sent me this chart. So this is the Leo price versus the liquid supply. Um, and basically what you can see is um, that that more like gray line um, is the supply. And um, obviously the, uh, the the other line is the price. Um, but you can see the supply was like kind of steadily increasing and the price was kind of steadily decreasing. That was like the norm for like August 2022 to, to present um, or, or up until basically May. Um, so uh, the the cool thing that you see here is that um, we implemented a bunch of changes, like um, you know, with the with the bounties rewards and um, you know, obviously Leo voter buying buying Leo to to distribute those bounty rewards instead of them getting getting minted, um, and and then you saw like this huge spike. Uh, so so that change went live, and immediately after you saw kind of a huge spike in in I think renewed confidence in leo given that you know the bounties thing is over and also the ads are the whole leo ads protocol is on the horizon um we kind of announced a lot of that in may and then obviously also on may 1st the new ui went live um so kind of all of that coinciding at the same time you see right in right when it hits may 23 uh the liquid supply of leo goes from uh like about four and a half million and it over the course of basically like three, four weeks, it drops down to 3 million. So um, at the same time as that happening, the price obviously shoots up. So that just means a lot of people were buying and staking the Leo, uh, taking it off the liquid supply, uh, and then obviously increasing the price as they were buying. So I think this chart's just kind of cool. And, and I'm really curious to see it kind of play out further. Um, you know, you kind of see the Leo price stabilizing at around eight cents. Uh, it kind of peaked out at nine and then came back down to eight. Um, but that, that liquid supply seems like it keeps dropping. So I'm definitely curious to see, um, you know, if that, you know, where that liquid supply goes in terms of price. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I may ask Dallas if he can get a more historical one too, cause this goes back to May. it goes back one year, um, to yeah. May, 2022, but I wonder what it would look like going back a little bit further to when Leo was a dollar, uh, at the peak, peak bull market, um, I wonder what like the the price and liquid supply looked like then. Um, but I would I would assume the liquid supply looked something like it looks now. Yeah, definitely. So I found it, two hundred twenty seven thousand, but we were coming from a five hundred thousand uh, power up. So I think it was a, a good a good amount. Um, 175 lions powered up. I uh, think I think we should aim for what 200,000. So we did 225 last month and 175 individual accounts. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, I, I would love to see us do more than 175 accounts. And uh, so let's try to shoot for something higher than that. Um, and then 225,000 Leo. Let's try to do 250. See if we can get 250,000 Leo powered up, which would be crazy because that's almost 10% of the liquid supply right now. So yeah, exactly. The, it's going to be tough. The, the more time passes and the more people power up every single month, considering that the inflation is not more than 200,000 Leo per month because we are hovering around five, 6,000, something like that per day. Yep. So if we power up more than the inflation, eventually we're going to just run out of Leo. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm willing. It has to get bought off the, and it, and it kind of has been getting bought off the uh, B Leo, P Leo, W Leo oracles. So uh, we've definitely been seeing those supplies get, get eaten away. Um, and since those are liquidity pools, you know, just understanding liquidity pool dynamics, you know, as that Leo gets bought, it, you know, the price of Leo go, that's why the price of Leo goes up, obviously, is that the, you know, the Leo in those pools gets bought out of the pool and then people bring it, they unwrap it from, you know, W Leo, B Leo, P Leo back to native Leo, and then they stake that native Leo. Um, so they're pulling it out of the pool and, and, and what they leave behind is, obviously the same amount of uh, Ethereum, for example, with the wrap Leo pool, but that amount of Ethereum uh, pooled against a lesser amount of Leo. And that's how you get those price dynamics. So, um, you know, the, it's never going to like, I've seen people say like, what happens when like the liquid Leo supply like runs out? Um, that that <laughs> obviously wouldn't really happen. Like, if anything, like obviously the, just the amount of liquid Leo would just keep going down, but then the price would just keep going up, which is why I think this chart from Dow's is really interesting. Um, because, you know, if you have a million Leo in the wrap Leo pool right now, and that Leo just keeps getting bought up every month, and then you only have a hundred thousand Leo in that pool, but you have the same amount or maybe a little bit more Ethereum in the pool backing that hundred thousand, then the price gets readjusted to, to match. So, because those, the way liquidity pools work is that the price always has to equal each other, the value of the two currencies. So, uh, you know, 100,000 Leo to, you know, 25 Ethereum, it, it it's going to be priced differently than a million Leo to the same 25 Ethereum. So, um, yeah, that liquid supply just keeps getting eaten up. And, and I think that's really bullish, um, in my opinion. And the, I'm back. Yes. <laughs> I just finished explaining the uh, balance of the pools and then just said, this plays into Taskmaster's uh, thesis that you need inflation to keep growing because otherwise when we hit a, a price point where nobody wants to sell and nobody wants to buy, you need constant inflation so that new people can keep buying without pushing the price 50% up for, for a few thousand dollars. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, inflation is definitely important for, um, for growth. Uh, a lot of people just look at inflation and think, you know, it's, it's a bad thing. Um, but, um, you know, when, when, when the economy uh, is, um, sorry, Carl, um, muted, Discord, Discord. Mute. uh, my bad. Um, when the economy is growing, you know, a lot of people think inflation is bad, but when you have a growing economy, a growing user base, uh, inflation is actually good because you're using that inflation to keep the growth going. Um, so, you know, I would say in times of, a, if you had a perfect system, like in times of a bear market, you would lower inflation and, and kind of tighten everything up. 
And then in times of a bull market, you'd utilize more inflation to get more users. Um, but if you have a lot of inflation and a decreasing user base, then obviously bad things are going to happen. Um, we had a lot of inflation in this bear market. I think we had a lot of inflation and um, a stagnant user base. So, you know, I, I and I looked at a lot of metrics for Leo. And I remember you and I were going over it, Eric, that, you know, Leo was one of the only, I think maybe the only Hive UI that actually didn't lose any yeah. users in the bear market. We we just kind of stayed flatlined, um, which is really surprising because most, I would say every crypto project I've really seen uh, decrease their user base during the bear, uh, bear market, you know, this cycle and the last cycle. Um, so I, I was pleasantly surprised that we actually weren't losing users, but we still had really high inflation for a not growing user base. Um, so I think that's where we ran into a lot of issues. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad to see those things ironed out and fixed um, and, you know, just a better trajectory in, in general. Um, and, you know, like Tass was saying, like, so there's about 6,000 Leo per day in inflation, right? Uh, and that's down from where it was, which is like prior to May, it was 25,000 a day. Yeah, yeah 20, 25, 30. Uh, and it was variable because it was paying from the, you know, it had to pay delegators and it would just mint whatever it needed to pay delegators every day. And that amount just kept increasing. So, um, yeah, so now it's obviously not doing that anymore. It's buying the Leo instead of minting it. Um, but we're at 6,000 Leo per day, roughly, uh, at the current price of eight cents, that's $480 per day in inflation, uh, which is $14,000 a month. So basically if the economy can grow and this is obviously all rough type of theoretical type of stuff, but you know, if the economy theoretically grows by $14,000 in value every month, then that puts us on, you know, a positive trajectory. Um, and you were talking about, you know, if we, if, if, you know, last month, 225,000 Leo got powered up, which at eight cents is worth $18,000, but the inflation only produced $14,000 worth of inflation. So we powered up more than the inflation created. Um, so it's not deflationary, but it is um, a positive, in my opinion, a positive flow of tokens, which is flowing from liquid to stake. Um, so I would say if we keep up a trajectory like that, like that might be a cool metric to track with each LPUD, you know, especially as that liquid supply keeps decreasing, you know, you are going to see less Leo get powered up because there's less Leo available. And also Leo's a lot more about like, like you were saying, I mean, Leo's almost three times the value it was uh, in one of our last LPUDs compared to June. So as that keeps happening, um, less Leo getting powered up, but the dollar value being higher, uh, is kind of a good metric that I think we could look at because uh, it just means more inflow in the Leo uh, value-wise. Um, so yeah, increasing the user base, increasing the traffic. Uh, right now we got the the uh, bounties in Leo.voter buying Leo, but once that Leo ads contract goes live, I think I think some interesting things are going to start to happen because you combine, you know, you take the big three, you combine, um, actually four, you combine um, you know, bounties buying back, you combine Leo ads buying back, you combine LPUD buying, and then, you know, our obvious Normal. big mission is to get more users, and then you've got them coming in too. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. The only, the, the real tipping point is going to be only Leo's generating uh, <laughs> fees for Leo Finance. 
and then we will moon. <laughs> yeah, only Leo's is, is the uh, it's the ultimate game changer. That's the fifth one. All right. It seems like we've been going for an hour and a half. Do you? Are we missing anything? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like we covered it. Zoom has been giving us a lot of trouble, though. I got kicked off again. Um, yeah. So I don't know what that's about. Oh, um, Kakashan is asking, what is the average revenue for, from Mads every month? You will find that out in the Sooniverse. Um, Very soon. Yeah, when that ads, when this uh, Leo ads smart contract goes live, you'll be able to track the uh, the wallet address and the smart contract where the uh, advertisers are uh, sending the the budgets to. And there was someone asking. Uh, it was it's not on the threadcast. It was during the week. I heard. Will it be possible that people? So right now, uh, well when the leo ads contract goes live uh, people with leo power will get the best of that situation but will there be any incentive for traffic generators that do not own leo yeah i've seen taskmaster talk about an idea um for creating like a separate pool for for that um i have some ideas for evergreen content i've talked about it a lot that you know, a big problem on Hive is that with articles, your only incentive is really in the first like day or, you know, if you get mechanical about it, the first seven days, but in reality, you get most of your votes in the first 24 hours of your post. Uh, but then you obviously get paid out after seven days. So after that seven day window, you really have no incentive to create content that has any value outside of the seven day window, which is basically why we have this huge problem on Hive and on Leo, where a lot of content is aimed at making you excited like right now and having no value outside of that so for example with leo like a lot of content where someone makes like a, a fluff piece about leo gets upvoted a lot and the reason why is because obviously like you look at it as like a leo holder and you're like oh wow they're talking good about leo i'm excited about that i'm going to give them an upvote so the incentives the incentive structure is is unbalanced because it's basically favoring people who get that quick hit dopamine uh whether they're talking about leo or talking about hive um, so one of my ideas with evergreen content is, is that we need to expand the incentive window beyond seven days, uh, because what really grows not only hive, but Leo is people creating evergreen content that gets published and then gets traffic over time. Uh, because, you know, the best pieces of content on the internet, they, they don't necessarily get a ton of traffic the second or the minute or the day or the week that they're posted, or even the month or year that they're posted, you know, the best pieces of content are getting traffic for, for a decade after they're posted. Like they're still, they're getting even more traffic a decade after they're posted. Um, so you look at like a big example in an article that I really like, if anyone wants a, a good read is called a thousand true fans by Kevin Kelly. Um, and that article gets a ridiculous amount of traffic. Um, and it, I think the traffic that it gets is only increasing over time. So, you know, it's an evergreen piece. People still talk about it to this day. Uh, it was written, um, let's see if I can find what it was written, 2008. It was written in 2008, so over a decade ago. And um, it gets a ridiculous amount of traffic. So uh, those are the types of content 
that we want to not only reward, but reward even heavier than everything else. The problem is we don't have the mechanics in place to, to do so with, with the seven-day payout window. Um, and I don't think increasing the payout window is a solution for that because it's like I said, you want a piece of content that does well for five years, 10 years after. Um, so my idea is related to, and you see the view counters live on, on Leo. Uh, we pushed that last month. Um, so now you can see how many views a thread, we haven't pushed it for articles yet, but you can see how many views that um, a thread gets. Uh, so like, for example, obviously this is going to be a good example, uh, is the Threadcast for today. It got 141 views. Uh, and if you hover over it, it says this thread generated approximately 25 cents or 3.05 Leo in Leo ads revenue for Leo smart contract buybacks. Um, so basically this one thread generated 25 cents in ad revenue. Uh, it's using a, obviously a, an estimate based on impression data and clicks and stuff like that. Um, but what I have an idea for is we are, we're obviously working to add them to articles. So if you post an article and then three years from now, you know, over the course of three years, it's obviously getting views, but let's say three years from now, it, you know, is on kind of a nice curve of getting more and more views and it's generating, you know, let's say it's generated a hundred thousand views and it generates like 4,000 views every single month. Um, and if you, um, if, if that article is generating 4,000 views a month, that would be, you know, or let, let, let me just make the math really easy on myself. Um, so my thread is generating 141, or it's got 141 views right now and it's generating 25 cents. So just making the math really easy. Let's just say that it generates 140, let's just say it generates 14,000 views every month, right? So that would That's be- $250, right? Right. So yeah, exactly. So $250. So obviously 141 is 25 cents, $14,250. Um, so if that article is generating $250 in ad revenue every single month, because it's an evergreen piece and it's constantly bringing in traffic, we should figure out a way to take a percentage of that and, and drive it back to the author who created that evergreen piece every single month. And it just enters their account in the form of Leo, for example. Yeah. Um, so that ad revenue is obviously going to the smart contract, but maybe we add another smart contract where if it's an evergreen piece of content and it's generating over a certain amount of views every month, a you know a kickback gets sent back to that author because they're the one that that wrote that article. Um, yeah. So I think that will completely change the way that content is created. I think threads have already changed the way content is created on Hive, uh, but I think this evergreen thing will completely change the way people write content. Uh, on Hive, because now not only are you going to earn the upvotes, because at the end of the day, we all know that you get the upvotes you get. Like it, it, it doesn't vary all that much. Um, you know, when you look at different authors, they tend to get very similar upvotes on every post. Um, so you're going to still get those upvotes. But I think what's going to change is instead of just only like when you create a piece of content, you're like, okay, I get ten dollars worth of upvotes on on each piece of content. Instead of just being like, okay, I'm going to get $10. If I just write three posts a day, I get $30 a day, right? I think that's where most Hive authors are at. Um, you're going to be you're going to be thinking, okay, if I create, you know, instead of three articles a day, if I spend more time and just put it all into one or two articles a day, yeah, I might be earning $10 or $20 worth of upvotes instead of 30. But if I create, if, you know, one article a week becomes an evergreen article that makes $250 a month in ad revenue, now maybe I'm earning you know, I earned $10 on that article in upvotes in the first seven days, 
But then three years from now, I start suddenly earning a hundred dollars a month in, in ad kickbacks. So I think that is uh, the thing. So I think some people are like, okay, I already did 600 words. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to get $5, $10. Why would I give more? Why would I make better content? Why, why would I try to bring people to this post if I'm just going to get the same amount as if I just made a 300 word post? So they put in more time, they put in more effort. Sorry, I cut you off there, but I, no, you're good. it was. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm really excited about the idea. I, I'm completely with you. It's right now, there's no incentive to create high quality evergreen articles. There, re there really isn't, unless, unless you look deeper at the incentive of, okay, I hold Leo and I hold Hive. I should want more users here uh, because it will make my stack more valuable. Uh, you know, and that's a fine thing to think. And and I think a lot of us do think that way, but um, it's not a clear enough incentive, I think, for the majority of people to follow, you know, some sort of trajectory for that. So, you know, really flipping that on the head and saying, okay, there's an actual real mechanic here that rewards you for evergreen content going viral over a long period of time. Um, I think that could could really change the face of, of Leo and, and Hive in general with, uh, in terms of content. Um, so that, and then also, you know, we joke about the only Leo stuff, but that really is like an important thing. Like Hive authors have never really had a way to monetize themselves other than upvotes. So what I want to do is, is change that because upvotes are great. Rewards pools are great. I think it's a great way to create short-term incentives, which is actually why I think the Leo rewards pool being used for threads is, is highly valuable because, you know, it, it's, it's rewarding stuff in the short term and threads are all about short-term interactions, but something completely different needs to be created for long-term stuff. And articles are actually a long-term thing, but we give them a short-term reward, uh, which creates a bad incentive structure. So uh, I'm excited to, to change that and make it so that with only Leo's, like you're going to actually want to create a brand and you know, get people to subscribe to your, your, you know, your premium content, and you'll be able to do it all on Hive and accept Hive, HBD, and Leo. Um, and then with this evergreen stuff, you'll actually be able to say, if I spend some extra time, if I put a little, some keyword juice in, if I look for key, uh, trending keywords on Google, and I try to project, you know, okay, you know, I think people a year from now are going to be talking more about you know, Bitcoin miners and what they're doing with their Bitcoin because the happening is coming up. Uh, so I write a positioned article to, to accept a lot of the traffic that's going to be coming. Um, and if you if you think through all these things and you think more like a real blogger, then you get rewarded more. Uh, and and it could be a lot more. Uh, like we were just doing that, that rough math that if you generated 14,000 views per month on an article, which if you look at trending articles, that is absolutely nothing. Uh, 14,000 views is not even a drop in the bucket uh, for what some articles generate. Um, uh, some some of the viral articles out there. I mean, we're talking like if you look at like Tim Ferriss's blog and like some other big blogs, we're talking millions of views on certain articles per month. So we're talking about 14,000 views generating $250. So it just starts to get the math starts to get really ridiculous because we are a tiny speck of nothing right now. But if we generate any level of uh, uh, you know, interactions and, and the stuff that I'm talking about, I, I think things start to get really wild. It is going to be wild. 
and people can still get in. Um, this is such a pretty affordable price. I don't know. Sir, we've been at it for two hours. <laughs> yep. I'm I'm getting to that point. Need some I haven't eaten today, so <laughs> okay. I think I run out of all the threads. Yeah, and if there's uh, any questions. that we missed, I'll uh I usually try to go through at the end of the AMAs and find some questions to either turn them into a post or reply. So um, I'm good whenever you are. Yes, I don't know if anyone's got any more questions. No, yeah. Yes, I'm good, sir. Uh, Sweet. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Um, this was a long essay you made, but uh, glad you, you stuck. Wow, we still have like 17 people listening on Discord and a few others on YouTube. Nice. Okay. Um, that's it. See you next Tuesday. We'll be back to the normal uh, broadcast with Kat and Carl. Uh, yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Eric, for organizing all this. I know you uh, put in a lot for uh, to get the partnership and, and, you know, we talked about that at the beginning and then also the live interactive AMA and everything like that. So yeah, this, this went really well. I really like that emoji. The... the salute emoji. Yeah. That is literally my favorite emoji. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. See you Sweet. later. Thank you. Pal. Right. Thanks Eric. We'll uh, catch you guys all later. See ya. See ya.